It's really real. Doctor Who is coming this fall. We'll talk about the World Cup trailer. The Entertainment Weekly preview. The simulcast announcement. And the fan-selected BBC America Marathon. In which the end of time was completely robbed. Oh, you sweet summer child. Up next on This Week in Time Travel. Trailer, 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 trailer. Okay, well, that answers that question, because there were a few uh, corners of the internet that were somewhat less than impressed with the trailer, but not over here. Look, y'all, it's three months out until the first stuff happens. You already got the leaked footage. This is basically the same as, like, the other stuff that they have done for previous seasons. Don't be greedy. Be happy. We got a good trailer. Is it a trailer or is it a teaser? Shall shall we bring in a taxonomy here? Well, the BBC did officially call it a teaser trailer, so I think that answers that question. No, no, it doesn't answer it. It complicates it. It says it's two things at once. Because what the listeners really want right now is a pedantic analysis of whether something is a teaser, a trailer, or a teaser trailer. This is Doctor Who fandom. Pedantry is part of our remit. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we are going to talk about the teaser trailer that was dropped uh, during the World Cup and then released on the internet far and wide. And I think it did exactly what it needed to do. I am so impressed with Chris Chibnall's ability to keep us moving along and throw us a little bone here and there without telling us a damn thing about the thing. We're still fundamentally going to be surprised by the launch of Series 11 unless there is going to be more stuff that comes out during Comic-Con or something else like that, I think. I suspect by the file names of the leaked footage that there will be additional material being shown at Comic-Con. Uh, just That's not a spoiler. That's just saying that I've read the file names of the leaked footage, and it seems to indicate that more footage will be released before. J'accuse! I know. So I think I kind of summed up my reaction to the trailer best in the show notes, in which I simply wrote SCREAMING in all caps, because this was my reaction to it. It was brilliant and beautiful and very stylized and gorgeous kind of had a dreamlike quality to it but Jody's smile at the end was really everything that I needed that is I as a heterosexual romantic person I am not used to finding such charm and appeal in my doctors and now I see what a lot of other people have experienced in the last 55 years um, that's and as my a queer own. woman, let me tell you, I am over the effing moon right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's she is delightful. She still hasn't said in character any more words than all brilliant. And yet there is just something so just unbelievably appealing to her. I'm not saying for a minute that I've seen the leaked footage, not not admitting to that at all. So this whole thing was kind of wonderful in also that it slipped in a little reference here. You may have noticed the Beano magazine, which is the same one that the 11th Doctor was reading in a previous episode of Doctor Who. So they are dropping little Easter eggs. This is not totally clean. We've forgotten that the rest of the show exists kind of Doctor Who. Um, right. And it was it was very sweet. 
It was. It was. Uh, it was, you know, you've all seen it. You know, it didn't advance any kind of story whatsoever. It was very timely. It was all about, you know, the World Cup itself. You know, it takes place during the halftime analysis. And we see our companions. We don't know anything significantly more about them, except that the doctor is kind to them. Well, you we know? do know one thing. Playful. What do, what, what, what do we know? We do know that Yasmin has terrible friends who eat all of her pizza and don't leave her a slice. Girl, yeah. run off with the doctor. You need better friends or better girlfriends. Well, that is awful, horrible pizza stuff. And I think that that's also a callback to um, earlier seasons of Doctor Who, you know. What, what yeah. No, 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 no. What Yasmin suffers just tells us that there are still, in this season of Doctor Who, there are some corners of the universe which have bred the most terrible things. Things which act against everything we believe in. They must be fought. And that includes Yasmin's friends. (laughs) Of all the callbacks that I thought you were going to make, that was not it. Y'all, he stopped us at the beginning of recording and said, hold on, I need to find a quote to react to this pizza business. So, you She know. has terrible friends. They must be fought. <laughs> um, I, I do want to repeat that. I think that it is perfectly pitched, perfectly paced. You know, it is perfectly pitched. It's a World Cup reference in there. Um, it, oh. Three months in, it just gives us hints. It just gives us flavors. It doesn't spoil anything about what's coming up. And I think that that makes it a perfect teaser. Yes, I know that there are fans that are impatient. There are fans that will not be happy unless we get all 10 episodes of Series 11 on a streaming service dropping at the same time tomorrow. That's not what this is. This is marketing, and this is enticing, and I'm enticed. Of course, that wasn't the only thing that came out this past week that was meant to entice us for the upcoming series. Chip, how are you doing in your quest to find a physical copy of Entertainment Weekly? Abandoned it. Oh. Okay. I may not be the youngest Doctor Who fan out there. I possibly remember when newsstands were a thing and one could expect to find a magazine when it was released on a newsstand. I have been all over my state visiting family the last couple of days and I went to grocery stores that had gotten rid of newsstand sections. I went to bookstores that had magazines on the newsstand that were out of date. And we're talking about big box bookstores. I went everywhere. I searched all of time and space. And I finally just gave up and paid $5 on the Entertainment Weekly app on iTunes to get the magazine so I could see it. Uh, I am baffled that Entertainment Weekly had teaser articles and said, you'll find out more about Comic-Con and about the Doctor Who series premiere in our magazine on stands now. It's a teaser for an object that does not currently exist as far as I can tell. This is marketing? 
But there was actually some interesting material in Entertainment Weekly. Once you finally got your hands on a copy, whether by searching high and low throughout All in Time of Space or buying it through the app, um, the first of which was that there were several quite amazing photographs, both of Jodie Whittaker and the TARDIS team, which were Mm -hmm. just great, wonderful. I would like those pictures framed up on a wall in the Met, please and thank you. Wow, that's that's high praise. Those pictures also give me a sense, you know, we're seeing a lot of these references talking about them as the Doctor's friends rather than the Doctor's companions, and that's been sort of repeated, and I find that really interesting. But I was never 100% sold on the fact that we would have a TARDIS team necessarily. I thought that some of them could be more involved than others or something like that. But these pictures in Entertainment Weekly... They're all there on whatever set that they're on. I have the feeling that we do have a genuine TARDIS team. Yep. I'm very curious to see how this dynamic plays out. Uh, I'd imagine we'd get something similar to what we got with previous TARDIS teams, where a few characters get to take the stage for a few episodes and a few leave. It may not be the situation that you had with, you know, say, the first Doctor's team in which characters left because that was literally the only time they could get a physical vacation. But it may be something similar of we need to let one character sort of lead and get the focus right now with the doctor. And then you can have a few episodes in which they are all together. That's sort of like my ideal what I would love to see. But you know, I'm open to anything. The magazine also, uh, there are a couple of quotes in there. People are increasingly comparing Jodie Whittaker to Matt Smith in terms of energy and just sort of what she's bringing to to the doctor's role. And I find that interesting. And there are different flavors of Matt Smith, but I'll be interested to see which ones might show up there. And then there was an announcement in the article as well that the first episode of the series is actually going to be simulcast. Which is flipping amazing. How is it that this is only happening in the year of our Lord 2018? This should have been happening for a while now, but I will take it where I can get it because it is seriously ridiculous that I have to be off the internet for six hours to wait for it to come out in the United States. We did get Day of the Doctor simulcast. We did get the Peter Capaldi reveal simulcast. We will get this first episode of Series 11 simulcast, but not Episodes 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, or 10. Sorry. Rage returning. Oh, oh, oh. Are we being an entitled fan now? Yes. <laughs> uh, so the Entertainment Weekly article is good. There's other stuff about Comic-Con in there. I do recommend it. It doesn't give away the store. They're still carefully parceling out all of these bits of news and stuff. I did see a little bit of upset from folks like entertainment reporter for the BBC, Lizo Mazimba, asking, why is Entertainment Weekly in the U.S. getting all this stuff rather than the Radio Times or the BBC or something like that? Um, I kind of think that... Hold up. Hold everything. Uh, This is Chip in the future, which is the past when you're listening to this. We're going to delete this whole segment where I just bloviated for a little bit about why Entertainment Weekly would have information when the Radio Times 
doesn't, because just before this episode was to be released, Radio Times actually had an exclusive. And it's got a lot of the same pictures that were in the Entertainment Weekly, a few different quotes, including a quote from Chris Chibnall describing the 13th Doctor as, quote, incredibly lively, warm, funny, energetic, inclusive. She's the greatest friend you could wish to have as your guide around the universe. And a couple of small profiles of the new supporting cast. And they double down that these are the friends, not just the companions, but the friends. Anyway, Radio Times got a piece of the action, too. Back to our previous conversation. Reason that this went into an American magazine first. Very good point. Something else going on with, related to Comic-Con is BBC America's first ever Comic Couch Marathon. For the record, they could have come up with a better name. They could have pro come, probably come up with about five or six better names. But hey, we'll go with it. Comic Couch Marathon, Thursday, July 19th and Friday, July 20th. In some combination, they're going to be running fan-selected episodes of Doctor Who and The X-Files. And fans had the chance to vote online. And there were some very interesting results. Some of the top-picked episodes blink with 10.74% of the vote. Not terribly surprising there. But coming in, also high-ranking, were The Day of the Doctor with 8%, Vincent and the Doctor with 7%, one of my personal favorites, but one that I don't usually see top fan polls. And then coming in right at the top, Heaven Sent with 12.46%. Oh, man, that is just amazing. That also tells you who voted, which is this was the fans. Heaven Sent was criminally underrated in terms of the general audience, but fans who care about Doctor Who, who pay attention, loved it. And I think that that is just great credit to Stephen Moffat and Rachel Talalay and Peter Capaldi that that's going to have pride of place uh, in this. This was a vote where fans could only vote for one episode. So New Earth only got like 0.2%. Love and Monsters only got 0.1%. Oh, let me scroll here. Where is the end of time? Parts one and two. 1.42% of fans thought that that was the one episode that needed to be up there. I am very, very disappointed in all of you. And moving right along. One other great announcement from this week. I'm sorry, Chip, but you are like literally like maybe one of three people who voted it's for that episode. It's my one note and I will play that one note as loudly as I can. The other really exciting news from this week is that at Comic-Con, there is going to be a preview of some quite incredible 13th Doctor toys. Titan is releasing their Titan and Kawaii Titan figures. Funko is releasing both their Funko Pop and and rock candy figure her universe is going to be releasing the t-shirt the coat and the culottes for you to be able to purchase for all of your cosplaying needs and character options is releasing their 10 inch figure i'm getting one for me and one for all my baby nieces and cousins so they can have a 13th doctor under the christmas tree that is a freaking impressive figure i love the 10 inch figure i have a question yes where's the five inch figure you know what my thought is here? 
So the 10-inch figure is just a pre-order. It has all of the clothing that she wears is fabric. And there's a little spot in her hand where it looks like a sonic screwdriver could go. I'm suspecting that they're holding off on the five inch one until they are allowed to publicly release the sonic screwdriver design and say, but look, they're all getting released with a sonic screwdriver. Oh, okay. I can see that. Tin hat time. Uh, But I have a follow up question. Yes. Where's the five inch figure? Because I have a shelf here with Doctors Who, all of them, including the War Doctor, which took me some time to get around to including on my shelf. They're all the same size. Peter Capaldi's in the TARDIS there. I am waiting for the chance to take him out of the TARDIS and put Jodie Whittaker in there. Where's the five inch? Where was that whole lecture about patience to the fandom earlier? Those who cannot do preach. So, uh, moving right along, uh, I want to give a shout out to a new Doctor Who podcast that just came out in the last week, and that is The Moment by Tom Dickinson. Uh, I have listened to the first episode, and high quality. Now, I don't actually advocate that you listen to other Doctor Who podcasts until you've listened to ours. That's really, really important, because... We're, we're proud of our podcast, and we're jealous, and we don't want other people, you know, taking our listeners from us. But if you find it in your hearts to listen to more than one podcast, uh, Tom Tom's podcast is actually a very – no, it's actually really, really good. The conceit of the moment is he is talking with fellow fans, um, some familiar voices you'll hear along the way according to the trailer – and identifying key moments that were memorable or impactful and just sort of expanding on it. It's got a very NPR vibe, reminds me of some of the stuff that Graham does in Reality Bomb. And without giving away what the moment in the first episode of the podcast was, and it's from a Doctor Who episode that you won't expect to lead off a a brand new Doctor Who podcast. We talked a couple of weeks ago about moments in Doctor Who that have spurred us to action. And in this first episode, Tom gets really serious at the end in a very good way, in a way that's really connected to the Doctor Who episode in question, talking about family reunification and uh, the stuff that's going on at our on our borders. You've got like 25 minutes of really, really great Doctor Who commentary and then five minutes of just bringing it all home and making it real. Uh, It is one of the best first episodes of any Doctor Who podcast that I've ever heard since the one that we released. No, no, no. It's a great one. It's at The Moment Pod on Twitter, themomentpod.com. Totally check it out. Tom's doing great work here. He is an absolute minch and the podcast is right up my alley. Finally, for a little moment of glee, Trump was in the UK this past week. That's not glee. No, hold on. Hold on. I'm getting there. What did we just say about patience? Yes, ma'am. Trump was in the UK this past week, and the protests were just absolutely delightful from London to Scotland. Y'all brought it home. Our personal favorite, a little Dalek Trump rolling around the London protests. I love you all. Seriously. It had the wavy wisp of fake hair. It had a necktie. And it also had a very, very tiny plunger. 
And I thought that that was just lovely. Also, props to Beth from the Time Ladies for her sign during the protests as well. Yes, excellent fourth doctor quote. Beth is one of my favorites. I love her dearly. And you should go check out her sign because it was delightful and needs more likes and retweets on Twitter. And that was a packed week of news for the Doctor Who world. And I think we're going to have a similarly packed news list next time when we're unpacking everything that happened at Comic-Con. This week on The Incomparable Network. The Summer of Marvel makes its way to Asgard for Thor and Thor the Dark World on The Incomparable. You won't believe how the game ends on Dan Morin's Inconceivable on The Incomparable Game Show. And the Emmy nominations provoke anger and appreciation. What about Insert Jilted Show here? On TV Talk Machine. All this and more at TheIncomparable.com. Thanks for joining us on This Week in Time Travel. We'll be back next week with our San Diego Comic-Con report. You can find us online at thisweekintimetravel.com. We're on Twitter at DRWhoThisWeek. Chip's on Twitter at numeral2minutetimelord. And I'm on Twitter and Tumblr at Feminism. Hey, we're also on Facebook, too. Thank you, Christopher Breen. You gave us great original theme music. Thank you, David J. Lore. You gave us great original artwork for our podcast. Thank you, listeners, for reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, considering becoming a member of the Incomparable Network, and especially for telling all of your friends about us. You, listener, are our favorite. No one else is. We will catch you next week on This Week in Time Travel. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.